Welcome everyone again to the Bridge of Faith. Again, so glad that you could be here today in the house of the Lord. I am really excited for this month of what we have going on here. And also, I almost forgot, I, I uh, want to let you know right now that starting in September is going to be the combined prayer nights as well. And so with Inspire Church, um, we took the summer off from that. But now, starting in September and for the next few months, uh, the last Tuesday of each month, so last Tuesday of, of, of September, we're going to come together with Inspired Church to have a night of worship, a night of prayer. If you guys remember those, the last time we had it was during the springtime, and it, and, and it is just powerful moments where just the body of Christ is, comes together and worships as one, prays as one. It's powerful time, so you're not going to want to miss that, so gear up for that. But I am really excited for this month, this month of September. Today is September 1st, and last week uh, was an introduction to what the month of September is going to be about for our church. And what God has put on my heart is that the month of September is going to be a month of fasting, a month of fasting. And now why is that? Uh, if you remember last week, I shared with you that as I was reflecting on, on uh, the month of September being the last month of my first year being pastor here, I was reflecting on it and then saying, all right, God, where am I at? Where am I at now? It's been, you know, 11 months. Where am I? And as I started to reflect on myself, I also started to reflect on the church. Where is the church at? Now that it's been 11 months, you know, we've gone through the seasons. We've gone through Easter and Christmas, the uh, Super Bowl Sundays for Christians. Where are we at, God? Where are we going? What do you want us to do next? And I came to one conclusion for both of us, for myself and the church. And it's simple, but it is, I need more. I need more of God. And this church desperately needs more of God. We both desperately need more of God. And if we don't, then it's not going to be good. I know that I will not be able to continue if I am not on a track of constantly desiring more of God in my life. I know that I cannot continue as a pastor, and so I am doing what I can to make sure, all right, God, that I'm checking my heart, checking my mind, and say, God, where's my desire at today? Because, yes, I want to desire to be a good husband. I want to desire to be a good dad. I want to desire to be a good, a good employee, a good friend. But first and foremost, I need to desire simply more of you. And the thing is, as believers... That's a great thing to desire, right? It's probably the greatest thing to desire, more of God. And so the question is, okay, how? How do I do that? How do I go about getting more of God? Well, number one, pray, right? That is a given. We will not stop praying as a church. We are praying here on, Tuesday, on a Tuesday nights. That was the very first thing that God ever put on my heart for this church, is that we will be a church that's committed to prayer, and so we're going to pray. We're, we're going to pray together and pray individually as well. But as Christians, it can't stop there. It can't stop at just prayer. Because as I mentioned last week, it's so easy for us to fall into routines, right? It's so easy to do good things, to read the word, to pray, 
to worship even. It's so good to do all those things. But why is it that even though they're good, it becomes routine at times, right? Our seasons. It becomes like that. And so what do we do then as believers so that we continue to do all those good things but yet still desire more of God? What do we do? And that's when God put my heart is you got to switch it up, man. You, you just got to do something different, and that is fast. You want more of me? You need to start fasting. And so this month of September is going to be a month of fasting. We have a, a whiteboard in the back where it's already, praise God, all filled up. But even if you want to fast a certain day, and last week we went over all the different types of fasting. All right, now I encourage, if you can, to fast from food. Because food, is, it's just, there's, there's just not nothing like food. Of When you say no to food and then say, I'm going to replace this food and spend time with God, man, there's just something different about that. But if there's medical reasons, if there's other type of reasons where you can't fast from food, we went through the whole list last week. You know, there's TV, there's fasting from going out, there's fasting from social media, there's all these different types of fasting. So whatever you want to fast and whenever you want to fast it. We went over last week of, you know, a 40-day fast, a 21-day fast, a week-long fast, two-day fast, a one-day fast, a part of one-day fast. So, again, whatever you feel God puts on your heart, that's the key, is don't listen to Pastor Mike say, oh, Pastor Mike said we got to fast one day a week, so I'm fasting one day a week. No, 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 no. I'm fasting one day a week because I prayed and I felt that's what God put on my heart. And so I'm going to do that, just water only for that day. But whatever God puts on your heart, there's no right or wrong answer. The whole thing is we want more of God. And so you pray and say, God, I want more of you. And so I'm going to fast in order to get more of you. And so what do you want that to look like? Is it one day? Is it part of one day? Is it just one meal? Is it one week? Whatever it is, put your name back there. Put your name back there because by you doing that, what's going to happen is, is that every week I'm going to see that and then I'm going to say, oh, okay, my dad's fasting on Tuesday today. Oh, Tony's fasting on Thursday today. And so I'm going to partner with you and pray that you are going to encounter God, get more of God as you're fasting that day. So, again, even if you see names on a certain day and, and, and then you want that day, fill it up. Fill it up anyways. It's okay. It is okay. And the main thing is we are not fasting for a diet. All right, y'all. We are not fasting just so we can lose weight. Now, praise God that happens, right? Praise him. That's awesome. But that is not what, what we're doing. We are fasting to grow closer to God. That's the example that we get from the New Testament. In the Old Testament, right, fasting was to show that you're humbling yourself. It was to show grievance in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, it was strictly to grow closer to God. And that, and, 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 and that is what we are doing for the month of September. All right. So we are going to replace whatever it is, whether it's food or whatever it is God puts on your heart to give up. And we're going to replace that, though. Remember, not just give it up. You have to replace it with something that's going to grow you closer to God. So that means that at the time during lunch that you would have eaten, spend time reading the word. Spend time uh, going on your lunch break and walking around your, uh, your, your neighborhood. And then just pray, talk to God, tell him that you want more of him. Right? You have to replace it when you fast. So, the definition of fasting that I got from John Piper is a good one. He said this, 
Fasting is a temporary renunciation of something that is in itself good, like food or whatever else that you're giving up. It's a renunciation of something that in itself is good, like food, in order to intensify our expression of need for something greater, namely God and his work in our lives. Right? We are renunciating food or whatever it is that you are going to get rid of. And you're saying, I am getting rid of this so that I can intensify my hunger for God. That's the goal of fasting. That's our goal for this month. When we fast, the focus cannot be on what we are going without. The focus has to be on what we want more of. I'll tell you what, today I'm fasting, right? I thought, oh, okay, well, I'm the pastor. It's September 1st. I'll fast today. And so I'm doing that. And guess what? Today, today, my son comes in and messes with the lights. And so we had no lights for the whole entire practice. I tell him, JD, do not touch anything, okay? He's like, okay, daddy. And then all of a sudden, he's up on the sound booth and he's messing with all the buttons up there. I'm like, JD, this is off limits. I mean, this is 15 minutes later. Right? I say, J.D., this booth is off limits. Do not come up here. Okay, Daddy. He gets down. Fifteen minutes later, guess what? He's touching something, and he's up on the sound booth, and he pulls the fire alarm. And I'm fasting today. Guess what? Guess what? Just like my dad mentioned earlier, when you say you want to grow closer to God, the enemy is going to say, okay. Okay, yeah, I'm going to make sure that's not going to happen. I'm going to do what I can do to get your mind off of what you ultimately want, which is to grow closer to God and get it focused on anything else to distract you. Come on now. Has anyone been there? Yes, yes, yes. And so last week we even talked about that, that when you do choose a fast like I did today, expect the trials to come. <laughs> expect those trials to come, right? And now, yes, those trials are not fun. It was not fun listening to that fire alarm go off for 10, 15 minutes until, praise God, praise the bell, that we were able to get a screwdriver and, and take that thing down. And not, not take it down, but I took it off, undid it, put it back on. And it's on now, and it's functioning, just so you know. Praise God. Anyways, ultimately, when we fast, we are declaring this, that Jesus is greater than food or whatever else that you're giving up. We're declaring that Jesus is greater than food. He is more important than food. He is more necessary than food. And this desiring of more of God, right, which is where it all stems from, it should be the ignition of our life. The ignition of our life should be our desiring of, 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 of just wanting more of God. In Psalm 63 verse 1, the psalmist wrote, Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. Remember a few weeks ago we, we broke down that word earnestly, right, talking about prayer. Earnestly meaning that, just that picturing, just that, just that you are stretching out your limbs to its, to its just to the absolute uh, most that it could go. You are just stretching out earnestly for God. So he wrote in Psalm 63:1, Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. He's talking about desire. God, I desire you. I desire you. And so all of us today are in one or two places. We are either at a place where, where, where we're desiring God and we're kind of excited about it. We're like, yes, I want more of God. And then some of us might be at a place, and it's okay. I find myself at this place where I don't desire God. 
right? Maybe we're just going through some dry season, just some, you know, ups and downs of life. And it's like, you know what? I don't really desire God right now. The problem is so many times we listen to that voice. And so we just do whatever we want to do to not draw us closer to God. Instead of saying, commanding ourselves like the other Psalms speak of, I command my soul to praise you. I command myself to give you thanks. I command myself to go after you, right? You take charge. When you're not desiring more of God, don't just settle for that. That's what the enemy wants for you. When you're not desiring more of God, you take charge and you command your soul and say, God, I thirst for you. I'm in a dry and weary land right now, and earnestly I want to go after you. So help me to desire you right now. You know, one of the greatest quotes of all time maybe, and it's been used here quite a few times. I've heard it probably by every single pastor who's ever spoken. And it comes from the Westminster Shorter Catechism. Now, the Westminster Shorter Catechism was written in 1646 and 1647. And it was written by the Westminster Assembly, which was a group of English and Scottish theologians and laymen that they wanted to bring the Church of England and the Church of Scotland together. And so these are the brightest, most godly minds in, in that day in this area. And so these guys come together and they ask the question, what is man's purpose? What are we here for on earth? And so these godly men got together, brainstormed, and said, this is man's purpose. This is the purpose of mankind. The chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. The purpose of mankind is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. So what's the purpose for your life? What's the purpose for my life? It is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And see, the question, though, is how do we get there again? And it all starts with where is your desire at? Where is your passion at? It's us doing our part to make sure our desire is on the Lord. So if you're in need of desire today or you have a wanting to have a desire, right, or say that you have a desire and you want direction for it, you're like, God, I do desire more of you, but what do you want me to do with it? Where do you want me to go? What decisions do you want me to make? Fast. Fast. Let's let this month of September, man, talk to God. When does he want you to fast? And so we are fasting so that we as an individual can grow closer to God and so that this church can experience and encounter God like never before. And see what he does. Who knows? Who knows? So today, what we're, I'm going to focus on today is two areas on fasting. The first one, and it's to really kick off our month of fasting, it's going to be to look at what Jesus had to say about fasting in particular. And the second thing that we're going to look at today is we are going to uh, see what we should all be longing for. Last week when, when I talked about fasting, I said that we choose to fast for, for a different reasons. Some of us may be in a dry spell, and so we choose to fast because we want more of God. Some of us, maybe you need to make a big decision in your life. That's a great time to fast so you can clearly hear from God. Maybe some of us have already made a big decision in our life. And so you want to get started, you know, just get started on that new job or the new location on the right foot. That's a great time to fast to make sure your heart and mind is in the right place to get going in the right direction. 
right? So we all have different reasons why we might choose to fast. But according to scripture that we're going to talk about today, there is one reason that all believers everywhere, that we all, one thing that we all have in common of what we should be longing for while we fast. So we're going to talk about that today as well. But before we go any further, let's pray. Let's pray. Oh, dear Lord, today has been a day already and it's just begun. But God, you're good. You are good, Father. And so we don't choose to listen to our, our surroundings, listen to our situations, listen to our current state. But God, we listen to you. We listen to your word. We listen to your voice, God. And so, Father, I just come to you right now asking, Holy Spirit, that you would use me, that you would give me the words to say, that I would be your mouthpiece, and that you would give us all ears to hear, hearts to receive, whatever you want, God. Whatever you want to say right now, I ask you to have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is what Jesus had to say about fasting. Now, if you turn to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 6 is a great chapter. I encourage all of you guys to read it because Jesus is going to talk about three very important things in this chapter. In this chapter, he's going to talk about giving, what we should do about giving, how, how we should go about that. He's going to talk about prayer, right? And then he's going to talk about fasting. And so that's where we are today, Matthew 6, verses 16 to 18. You can follow along on the screen. Or open up your word, whatever you feel like. So Matthew 6, 16 says, and when you fast, now remember Jesus is speaking here. He says, and when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. The hypocrites are the Pharisees. They're the religious leaders of that day. All right, this is who Jesus is talking about. So when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. Verse 17. But when you fast, now he's talking to the believers. He's talking to the disciples right now. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. That your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. So verse 16 starts off, Jesus, the very first thing he says about fasting ever, he says, when you fast. He did not say, hey, if you happen to decide to fast during your lifetime. He did not say, you know what, if you feel like it, this is what you should do. He looked at his disciples. He said, hey, hey, when you fast. So what does this mean for us? This means that, you know, there's not a necessarily commandment. In the Old Testament, there was a commandment to fast. There was a commandment to fast on, on, a, on a certain occasions, right? In the New Testament, there's not a commandment that you should fast. But from the Son of God himself, it is highly recommended so I don't know about you, but I think that we should do it, right? If Jesus says, when you fast, it's not optional. So that's the very first point here on fasting. It is not optional. Jesus expects it. Now moving on, verse 16. He says, when we fast, right, when you fast, he's going to tell you what not to do first, okay? He's going to say, do not look gloomy like those hypocrites over there. All right? Don't look gloomy like those religious leaders do. 
For they disfigure their face, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. Point number two on fasting. Fasting is not to impress others. Fasting is not to show the church how holy you are. And now I know that this may seem contradictory, right? Because I just put up a board back there asking for you to put your name so that I can see when you're fasting. So it may seem contradictory, and I get it, and I apologize if it seems like that. But here's the thing. These religious leaders, these Pharisees, now they're doing a good thing, right? Fasting. I mean, Jesus said that they should fast. These Pharisees, they fast all the time. They are professional fasters. In fact, according to their law, they fast two days a week, every single week, right? So they're doing a good thing, but here's the problem. It's coming from a wrong place. It is so easy for all of us to do lots of good things, but for it to come from a wrong place. These same Pharisees that Jesus is talking about, he's going to tell them, you honor me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. You're like a dirty tomb, all clean and looking good on the outside, but the inside of you is just rotten and stinky and all messed up. And so the thing is, yes, we do have a whiteboard back there. But again, the heart behind that is coming from a, is coming from a good place. So I'm praying that as you put your name on there, you're not going to put it down, you know, you know, every single day because I want them to know that I'm fasting more than the pastor. I'm fasting more than everybody, right? That's not coming from a good place. But if you're putting your name down on there saying, yes, I'm here to partner with this church so that I'm going to put my name down on this day or that day. And so that, that they know to pray for me on that day. Because guess what? Like we said, trials are going to come that day. And so I want to know that I'm partnering with Trish, that I'm partnering with, you know, my mom. I'm partnering with Yolanda that day. So as those trials do come, man, we're there with you. So it's coming from a good place. But these Pharisees were not coming from a good place. So we have to be cautious of this. I know that some of us think of that when we fast, because I'm sure that some of us have fasted before. They're like, oh, yeah, I don't have this problem. But now let's take it outside of fasting, right? And now let's just cautious our, or, or caution ourselves to say, you know what, help me not to do things, God, to be seen. Help me not to do things to be seen. Because just before this verse, actually, in Matthew 6, verse 3, Jesus is going to talk about giving, right? Talking about giving. He says, when you give, do not let your... Do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Do it in secret. Do it because you want to honor me, not honor yourself. That's what God is saying. And so let's caution ourselves as we fast to make sure we do that. And Jesus says these Pharisees that are trying to impress men, I mean, can you believe? They would purposely disfigure their face to make them look like they're hungry and dirty and walk around like, oh, my gosh. Now, I'm praying that that is not going to be us, right? That, yes, okay, I'll be honest, I am hungry right now, okay? I haven't eaten yet. But we cannot walk around saying, oh, my gosh, Mom, I'm so hungry, you know, or call our friend and, and, and start just talking to our friend. Like, oh, my gosh, I haven't eaten all day today, right? Let's check our heart. To make sure that, hey, we're doing this to be seen by the Father only, not to be seen by anybody else. Jesus says that they have received their reward in full. And you know what that is? Yes, they have maybe received some praise by men. But the problem with, with, with receiving praise by men is that it will never last. It's something that as we see celebrities today will always be chasing. 
is something that we see today. Sadly, people will, 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 will go so far as to take their own life because they're chasing what they can never receive. And so we're doing this not to receive something from man, but to only receive from God. Moving on now, verse 17 and 18. He said, but when you fast, now talking to, to the believers, but when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face, that your fasting will not be seen. So again, Jesus says for the second time, when you fast. So let's do it, you guys, all right, let's fast here. When you fast. And basically, Jesus is saying, take care of yourself, right. This doesn't mean that you have to anoint your head. If you want to, go for it. It's great. Do that. But what Jesus is ultimately saying, because back in the day, that's how they took care of themselves. That's how they cleaned up, right? Now we have showers and, you know, grooming and, and, and all that stuff going on today. And so what Jesus is saying is when you do choose a fast, take care of yourself. You know, put on something, you know, so that it doesn't look like, you know, they say you just got out of bed and you're just struggling with life because you're so hungry or you're so whatever. Jesus is saying just take care of yourself. So that, again, so that I see it, not man. And you see, when we do this, when we choose to say no to food but yes to God, or say no to something else but yes to God, again, our ultimate goal is we are intensifying our focus on God alone, not on man. We are trying to intensify our focus on God alone. And really, it shows how much you truly trust in God. If you choose to fast or choose to give up anything else for any other reason, then guess what? Your heart's going to show that. And it's going to show how much you do or how much you do not fully trust in God as you fast. So as you fast and every day really, let's ask ourselves, who is this for? Who is this truly for? Let's, let's check ourselves that, all right, every day, especially as we fast. Now, moving on now to point number two. See, the Old or the, the New Testament reveals as believers that we fast to be closer to the Father, right? Because we want more of Him. Now, in that pursuit, we are longing or desiring, like I said earlier, for different things, right? Some of us may be simply because we want more of God. It could be because we need an answer to prayer. It could be because we need direction or because we need confirmation. It could be many things. But Jesus is going to teach us that there is one thing that as believers in him that we should all have in common. So if you want to turn with me to Matthew 9, 14 to 17. Matthew chapter 9. Or you can follow along on the screen. And Jason, if you want to just come on up here. I'm going to be ending here pretty soon. Matthew 9, 14 says this. Then the disciples of John, so these are other believers, right, other followers of Christ, but they're disciples of John. So it says, then the disciples of John came to him saying, why do we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? So, again, Jesus is here on earth. His disciples are not fasting right now. But the other, you know, followers of God, the, the Pharisees, the, the, the disciples of John, they do fast all the time, right? And that's a good thing. But right now, the disciples are not fasting. So they says, why do we fast and your disciples, Jesus, do not fast? Verse 15, and Jesus said to them, can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them and, when, and, and, and then they will fast. 
No one puts a piece of, of, of untrunk cloth on an old wineskin. For the patch tears away from the garment, and a worse tear is made. Neither is new wine put into old wineskin, for if the skins burst and the wine is spilled and the skins are destroyed. But new wine is put fresh into new wineskins, so both are preserved. So by using this illustration, right, of old wineskin, new wineskin, new cloth, old cloth, what Jesus is ultimately saying here, what he's trying to explain to John's disciples, he's saying, look, you guys are doing something that is old. Now, you're not doing something wrong. You're not. Choosing to follow the Old Testament is not wrong, right? We should. We should definitely learn from it. But what Jesus is saying is I'm doing something new. Now, they don't have the New Testament right now. All they have is the Old Testament. So this is greatly confusing to them, right? We understand it. But Jesus is saying, I'm doing something new. I'm doing something fresh. That one day, your people are going to get it. And, 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 and this is, is, is going to be the covenant that we live by. In verse 15, Jesus said, can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? Jesus is telling the disciples, he is saying that while the bridegroom, which is Jesus, while the bridegroom is with them, they are not going to mourn. Meaning while the bridegroom is with them, while I am here on earth with my disciples, they're not going to fast. Right? There's no reason. I'm here. I'm here. I mean, I'm what you're fasting for, and I'm with you guys. You just can't see it yet. Right? He said, I'm here. But Jesus says there will come a time when they will fast. And that time is going to be when I'm not here. And so Jesus is going to die for us. He's going to die on the cross. He's going to defeat death so that whoever puts their faith in him will, will be made new again and spend eternity in heaven. And so now that Jesus did that, the bridegroom is gone. And so Jesus is saying here that when I leave, they will fast. Guess what? Jesus has left. He has died for us. He is in heaven right now. And so he has left. And so now is the time for us to fast. But I said that there's one thing that as believers we all have in common of what we should be longing for while we fast. You see, Jesus said, while the bridegroom is here, they're not going to mourn. Meaning when I'm here with them, they're not going to fast. But when I leave, they are going to fast. Guess what? Jesus is coming back again. Amen. Jesus is coming back again to restore this world, to be the king, to reign forever. And so what are we doing? We are fasting. And the one thing that we all have in common, because our bridegroom is gone, we are fasting to see him again. We are fasting as believers. Everyone now, you have a, 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 a prayer that needs answer. You need direction. You want more of God. Fast for that. Definitely fast for that. But at the same time, we're fasting. All believers who ever choose to fast, we are fasting because we are longing for our Savior to make his rightful return again. For our bridegroom to come back and take his rightful spot on the throne again. And so what does this help us do? I've, I've referenced this a few times so far in this past year. What this does, when you choose to fast... One thing that you're saying is I'm choosing to live with the end in mind. I'm choosing to live not focused on my current hunger, 
not focus on my current situation, not focus on my current, you know, just where I'm at and just how things are or aren't. But I'm choosing, when you fast, you're saying I'm choosing to focus on the end. I'm choosing to focus on my Savior that's going to come back again to restore all things. And this is why fasting is so important. Is it important to have answered prayers so fast? Yes, do that. You're, you're trying to make a big decision in life? Fast. Fast for that decision. But also know that we fast to help keep our mind in the right place. And so I encourage us, even after this month of September, I pray that we're going to be so encouraged, so blessed through this fasting of the month of September, that we're going to make this a spiritual discipline in our life. Where, it's where we're going to fast all the time because we're going to realize, man, when I fast, my mind is in the right place. When we fast, my heart is in the right place. When, when I fast, I'm thinking about the end, not on my current situation. Right? And my focusing on the end helps us to live in this current situation the way God wants us to. If we could all stand right now. If we could all stand. You know, I, I just really want to... To help us get a good understanding of fasting. As it's September 1st and God has put it on our hearts that this is going to be a month where we choose to fast. I pray that you will, will ask God yourself, not be, you know, feel, feel obligated because of me. But that you'll ask God yourself, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to fast? How often do you want me to fast? What do you want me to fast for? And I want to encourage you, if you haven't signed that whiteboard as you leave, Ask God, when should I do that? And sign up for it so, so that we can partner with you on that day and help you receive what God wants you to receive on that day. Let's pray. Dear God, we love you. We're so thankful for you. We're so thankful, Lord God, that we can live this life on earth just that seems, you know, so, just so broken, so hurtful at times. But we can live this life on earth to where... We get to experience heaven on earth at the same time. Now, it's not all the time because you haven't restored all things yet. But there is coming a day you are coming back for your bride. And, you, and so we want to choose to fast to say, I want to be ready. I want to be ready for that day. I'm choosing to fast to, just to want more of you. But I'm also choosing to fast to say that I am longing, I am desiring for you to come back again. And take your place on the throne. And so, God, we just love you so much. I pray, God, that this will be a special time, a special month for everybody here. Said so, so They're going to look back on, on the month of September 2019 and see, man, that is where breakthrough happened. That is when change took place. That's when my chains fell off. That's when I felt more free than ever before. So, God, I just pray right now, God, that you would just bless everybody here. That you would speak to them, Holy Spirit, and that you would let them know what you want them to do, what you want them to fast from, how long, and that, and that, and that through this process, we will grow closer to you and just encounter you like never before. We thank you so much for who you are, for what you're doing. We continue to lift up Reggie's family, Lord God, to do what only you can do, that as we fast, we're going to remember Reggie's family. Believing that you're going to work miracles in that family during this season, during this time. That so you're going to bring healing and, healing and restoration during this time. So God, we just love you so much. We thank you, Lord God, that we can live in this world and, and, and be so unsure, but sure of one thing, and that is you. 
that you love us and you are for us and you are faithful, God. So we thank you so much, Lord. As you bless everyone here with a great Sunday, asking God that you would be with them wherever they go, Father God, and that we'll just grow closer to you this week, God. We'll desire more of you this week, Father. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, you guys. Have a great Sunday. Have a great rest of the week. We're taking communion this Tuesday at 7 o'clock if you want to join us. God bless you guys.